Welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. I'm Gaz. Except it's not another episode. It's our five-year spectacular extravaganza anniversary, throw in some other words, special. So yes, woo! me and Gaz have been... Uh, yeah, woo woo! Me and Gaz have been doing this now for some odd reason to ourselves for the past five years. Uh, there's been other people in and out of Talk Nerdy to Me, but the two turrets, the two pillars that have always stood tried and tested has been Gaz and myself and we just thought it would be fun for maybe viewers of uh, viewers for listeners uh, new and old because I know we've had, you know we've got quite more listeners than we did five years ago we may have missed some of the older episodes because you have to go pretty far back you have to go on our YouTube links to watch them or listen to them as it were so just look at the last five years in pop culture and see how much it's changed and i got i did a load of research for this those who know gaz will won't be shocked to learn that how much gas have you how much research have you done gaz i've done none, none and i course. also have the worst memory of any human being so whereas you were saying well this will be fun for the listeners it'll probably be therapy for me too <laughs> therapy that's how um, I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've pulled myself a pint. We've tried to do this. We tried to arrange this to get um, a few weeks back when it actually ha- was our five year anniversary. But again, the curse of Snyder just hit us lo- lo- loads. So um, I'm drinking alone tonight. I'm, I'm poured a beer to have whilst we do this. But you've uh, you've gone teetotal. Well, I'm not teetotal. Uh... But you heavily do crack cocaine. <laughs> No, I I'm on a health kick, <laughs> which just sounds so crap, doesn't it? <laughs> Why is you not? I would just say teetotal. Teetotal just makes teetotal, it sound does like t- teetotal. Sound cool. I don't. But it sounds better than health kick. Oh, People well, say health health kick also say the words hip, and that's my jive. I've gone booze free. I've gone meat free. I am saving the planet. I mean, you say that, but how far do you drive to work? I walk to work now, so... Okay, okay, all right. That was the most kid-like reaction I think I've done in, like, <laughs> the whole five years we've been doing this. I don't know, I'm pretty sure our memory will come back and mm-hmm. I'll... Uh... You know what's actually quite interesting about the research I've done? I've just dug my paper out. Maybe I didn't finish my research, but on the... Um, I've done, like, wrote some categories of stuff we can go over, but one category of worst films of the last five years... I've specifically, like, you know, made it separate for me to write some films. I left it completely blank. Like, I have I thought that there's been no bad films over the past five years? Well, so I know been... what my worst one was. Well, do you know what? You do... made me watch it. Okay, you know what? The, well, just, actually, the, no, let's fucking just listeners out there, it was the listeners who made me watch it from yeah, a fucking on. poll that you put up, and it was some fucking <laughs> Kate and Will's film. And I'll never recover from that shite. That was two hours I'll never get back. Yeah, so back in the very, very first year, this is a fantastic way to start, actually. In the very first year, we decided to be, you know, interactive with people to get people involved and know that it's out there. And one thing we did was we decided to put up a 
I don't know why you lost a bet on one of the first pods, and on that bet we then had to decide uh, of three movies that were terrible films, which one you should watch or suggest and vote in a poll. And the people who were fans of the page at the time voted for this Will and Kate American. Uh, is it, I mean, what what is it? Is it is it a biopic? Is it what is it? Yeah, biopic. It was tragic. It was literally i can't even describe how painful it was to watch it's on the site if you want to read his review www.talknerdy.uk you go into gaz's into our film reviews way down at the bottom it's one of the first ones he did jesus we yeah and thank you somehow got away with murder there because i feel like we could have continued that trend but we did not thank Although, god and there's no way anymore that we'll be putting anything out to those assholes in the public to decide my fate because this is the same public that did Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> How did we ever trust them to pick a film for me? This is this is what happens. I, I trusted them to pick that film for you. I, I, had, <laughs> I knew that would be. And for those listening, we have obviously a bit of a broad spectrum of uh, listeners from around the world. I've recently seen that we've got listeners in India, Canada, um, as most famously of all, we've got a loyal, loyal fan base in America with the nerd cult Underground Boys and all their fam. But one, you might be like, why would you start with worse films? Well, we're British. That's what we do. We like to complain. It's our, su- it's, it's our superpower. This pod is powered by complaining. I felt like our most passionate pods have been when me and you've seen a film and it's been dire. It's been mm. tragic. Like the first, the first live stream that we did and we're going back with chris and dizzo who are up in there and it's the first one we actually went in thinking this was going to be positive it was going to be batman v superman me and you were like yeah batman yeah and chris was like yeah superman yeah and i think chris, if dizzo was just like this sounds like it's going to be epic batman v and we all walked out to the jet and debuted a live stream here we are for the very first time with sullen faces and anger and pure confusion as to why we just watched Lex Luthor make a judge drink piss out of a jug, which I still don't understand this film. (laughs) But do you remember that? Like, do you remember? And what was worse was we had people, because we didn't want to do spoilers. It just come out. Just come out. We didn't want to do spoilers. Um, So we had to talk about it without saying plot points. Yeah. Mm. And it was so hard. And I remember people put in, I don't understand what was so bad. You know, in the comments, what was so bad? And we were like, we can't say, but it's just fucking... I mean, have you watched it since? No. I, I don't want to. I know there's a, there's an extended cut with an extra half hour. And I know an extra half hour can make all the difference because on Watchmen there's an extra half hour of Snyder's extended Watchmen. And it does, to me, make quite a lot of difference. But I just can't... I can't picture the extra half hour doing anything to that whatsoever. I think it's odd, because if I remember back to that, I seem to remember thinking, because obviously maybe it was just the fact that Batman was in it and I got a bit bowled over, but I actually seem to remember really loving the Batman bits in it. Yeah, no, the Batman bits are sick. The Batman, like, Affleck, to to quote the greatest man of all time, Batfleck was the bomb, yo. He's just like, he was totally great in that, like, his fight scenes, everything, his story was really just brilliant. The arc was great, but 
everything else did not make any sense. And I'm so glad that years later, or even just months later, there was people completely agreeing with us. It wasn't like us going mm. in, not knowing what we were talking about, and walking out of this film going, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Maybe we've got the wrong idea about what we like about films, because if that's going to be a cultural phenomenon, we did not get it. I think that is a good indicator of how poor Batman has been served in at least movies over the five years. Because we haven't had a good Batman film in all of that time. Isn't Here's that hoping insane? Next year breaks that cycle. Well, isn't that isn't that mad? Me and you grew yeah. grew up with like the only superheroes you saw in movies was Batman and Superman. That was it for years. Spider Man came about when we were teenagers, but in my head, as far as I was aware, as a kid, there, there was only Batman. I only knew of Batman and Superman. No in other superheroes. Films, yeah, like obviously you had cartoons and stuff, didn't you? Like Space Ghost and Birdman. What? Banana Man. Yeah, but I didn't count them. In my head, those cartoons were for kids, but in my in, I always thought like Batman and Superman, they're for everyone. That was like... Yeah. But I know what you mean. Like, in actual, like, cinema, you didn't get, like, anything. And wh- when they came along, like, obviously, if you think about, like, a la Daredevil, it was always shit. Yeah. So, it was... So... It's mad that we're now in an age of superheroes where they're more accepted than ever before, and we can have these insane characters that would never be allowed, like, even dreamt of having their own movie back in the 90s. But yet, we have not had a good Superman. We just haven't. And Batman has been... We haven't had a Batman film? Not since the Nolan. Not since Nolan, which... We're going to do that probably next pod. We're going to talk about the Nolan films. little preview for you there. Uh, mm. ah, beer. Mm, lovely beer. You know what am I have with this beer? Ooh, here's, a, here's a, a live animal that I might just eat and digest. <laughs> it's the 21st century, JB. You can't say these things. I can say these things. <laughs> you don't just like... chuck a bottle in the ocean. Why don't you? <laughs> Hoping to hit a fish on the way. Um, yeah, I mean, I try not... I don't know if it's... We remember the evil more than the good in normally in life, but I, I don't normally remember the bad films until people bring them up. Maybe that's why I left it blank. I was maybe thinking, you know what? You know who likes to have a little moan and a whine? Gaz. Yeah, I don't remember that many bad films. And even I, the, the one... I remember being the one we laughed ourselves out of there. Is actually now one that I've got a guilty pleasure for. Hellboy. Which is Hellboy. Oh. And I, I remember watching it in the cinema and howling with laughter about how terrible and how ridiculous it was. But because I had so much fun in there laughing at its ridiculous shitness, it's actually like now one of my fonder memories of going to the cinema recently so i don't know what it is i still really want to rewatch it and just sort of laugh at it again so i've been going through this letterbox app um and seeing what i've rated lowest um from the and films from the last five years i, I never rated or really liked a quiet place which one was that? We never talked about this. We never talked about it like the as one with a Sandra we didn't Bullock. Go a review. 
No, that's... Oh, you're thinking of Bird Box. It was a similar thing, though, was it? Or was, am I no, Yeah, yeah. Up? So Bird Box, you couldn't look at them. Uh, oh, quiet, please. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't make the noise. Yeah. Now, I actually really liked that. I mean, I... I I didn't I I it, I felt like it was trying to be signs and predator but was nowhere near them. Um, and it just I know they're doing a quiet place too, so it will fill in the blanks. But I left it feeling like you know when you get it doesn't address everything, but that's okay because it like leaves an air of mystery. Mm. I felt like a lot was left unaddressed and it, it was lazy. Mm. I don't I don't agree with that one. I actually thought. I mean, I'm not massive on horror films. Like, it has to be sort of like something a bit different like that that triggers my interest because when it's just another slasher movie, it it, it has to do something special for me to, to be bothered by it. And this one, it, it did feel like it was like quite a unique concept. So, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed Quiet Place. I don't think it was as good as everyone made out, though, by the way. Cause some people were like raving that it was like, the best yeah, that's what I mean, I heard ever. it was like what? But yeah, I'm not. I'm, but I thought it was like a solid seven. No, like I, I, I remember thinking. I think what ruined it for me was in the very first opening scene. Spoilers, by the way, it has been out for a while. In the very first opening scene, in daylight, you see one of those creatures, and to mm. me. That completely ruined. As soon as that happened, I went, oh, that's brave. Would you not build up to that? Or would you not even... Like in Bird Box, we never see whatever it is. And that that frightened me more. I know some people slated Bird Box. But I actually thought it was really brave never showing whatever the creatures were and leaving it to your, your imagination. And my imagination is fucking wild. So I made it much more scary for myself that way. By just picturing what they could possibly be seeing, mm. but in the fur in the opening, yeah, I just never got got on with that. I'd, tell me, by the way, if I say anything, it triggers you going like, "Oh, I remember that was a shit film." Um, Men in Black International. Oh yeah, but like, how far uh, has that franchise thing, fallen? Well, I think that's the only, the real thing, that's probably the biggest disappointment of sort of like the time we've been doing it is there's been so many sort of like rehash jobs i suppose you know i mean yeah we actually said ghostbusters wasn't as bad as people were making out but we still thought it was pretty crap <laughs> from what yeah. i remember so yeah we, like, we, know, felt, we felt we felt like i mean that's just the one that's come to the top of my head i'm sure there's I, been more i think me and you were basically saying in our review We've got no problem with anyone in this, like, as people. Mm. We don't care that they were girls. We don't care about this and that. that, that that's nothing. We just think this, this isn't a great movie, and here's why. Whereas people are like, it was lazy. There were people going, you can't have the Ghostbusters be women. It's like, why? Why can the Ghostbusters not? I'm totally down with the Ghostbusters being girls, as long uh, women, as long as you make the story good and mm. the characters likable. The characters were barely likable and the story was so bad that they even they it, it was a mess when you look at the behind the scenes do you do you remember how much do you remember from that film I know the only thing i really from. remember about ghostbusters is that chris hemsworth was the best thing in this female cast ghostbusters right 
I know that sounds like I'm being proper chauvinist or whatever the word would be, but that was genuinely true. He was like the one shining light in the film, and I love Kristen Wiig, so that should not have been the case. But it was. I think it was because he hadn't done comedy as as to me and you before. Like he had the odd funny line in Thor and Thor to the Dark World and Avengers. Yeah, he was given the odd quip, but. We'd never seen him do comedy, whereas all these actresses or actors, whatever you want to say now, I, I, I'm not bothered. Um, their job is comedy. So mm. we ha- we expected so much from them, and they didn't deliver. I didn't expect anything from Chris Hemsworth. I actually thought it was terrible to have him in. I, I just thought, oh, great, a, bim- a bimbo man. What's, what's, what's going to be the joke here? And he was hilarious. Yeah. Because he shocked me. I was like, holy crap, the guy's got comic timing. Like, and he made me laugh more than... Well, Bill Murray did literally walk it in. He didn't bother at all. Mm. Um, he had his arm twisted like fuck for that. But, yeah, I just remember that... Oh, yeah, that, was, that wasn't that was a good film. And, yeah, Men in Black, International. What other fucking things have been tried and badly rebooted? Well, there's been uh, all oh, the Predator. series as oh, well, God. What like, have they Rush done to my... The series. What? The Rush Hour series. Oh yeah, the TV series is. I never, I haven't watched any of those. I know you went, you went diving into them to see what would happen, mm. and you weren't impressed. No, not at all. And that is why, maybe come on to a positive. I was so shocked, and probably one of my highlights of the whole five years has been Cobra Kai. Yeah, come on, let's move into let's let's right. We've got ourselves powered up with the power of whining and moaning. Let's go into, like, good TV shows. Yeah, Cobra Cobra fucking Kai, which, by the way, I was told about as soon as it came out, and I ignored the the people who told me about it. Because exactly it was like, the I, same. I just didn't believe it could be good. I just thought that, like, the people who were telling me, I just, I don't know why, I just I just didn't take the, it, it was bizarre, but in You've got to understand, we've been scorned so many times, and especially at the time, I think that we had the Rush Hour and the... What was the other one? Lethal Um, Weapon as well. Lethal Weapon. That was another one that was a TV series, yeah. I I feel like we were so scorned by them, burnt. We were like, nah, fuck this. But, dude, even Bibby and I think Pete maybe as well, they've got into Cobra Kai from watching the Karate Kids. They were like, oh, we'll watch Cobra Kai. And they're like, dude, it's fucking awesome. I was like, yeah. What? How is that allowed? How is that possible? I think it's an exception to the rule, though, because generally speaking, when things come back, the the, the good thing with Cobra Kai was it, it come back in an original way. It wasn't trying to be Karate Kid. It was a spin on the idea of it, and yes. I, I loved that. And that is where I think too many of them try and think of, like, what was the formula that worked in the mid-'80s? Well, it's not the mid-80s anymore. You're going to have to do something slightly different. And that doesn't mean just putting an all-female cast on it or something like that. Yeah. It's too, it's too basic. It needs to be, like, an original idea on that idea. So, Have you watched that new Mighty Ducks? I haven't yet, no. I've the same person who recommended me Cobra Kai back in the day when it came out. He was really hyped for this. And he told me that he was so disappointed. He said, it's clearly aimed at, like, 10-year-olds. Yeah. I I did fear the Mighty Ducks 
one, to be honest. And it didn't look great in the trailer, which is always a bit alarming. I know oh, I don't generally whoa, whoa, like whoa. trailers anyway. Hold on. You watched a trailer without my consent. I'm pretty sure you showed me the trailer or someone no. posted it to me anyway. It might no. have been Chris, actually. Oh, Chris. So, Chris. So, someone has you had your chance. pointed uh, this trailer <laughs> out to me. Because I remember saying, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's actually come back. They should have just left it. But, you know, it is what it is. Things will still get ruined in the next five years. <laughs> Spoiler. Let's have a look. Um, I've put, I've got a list of different things here. To, I'll tell you what. Um, I mean, TV shows, uh, this yeah. is the one thing you could take away from the five years we've just gone through. Mm. Of everything, every single media, I think TV has probably, although there has been some bad TV, there has been some fucking stunning, nerdy TV for us to gorge on over five years. This is a five years where we've had the birth of Stranger Things. Well, do you want me to go Mandalorian. through? Do you want me to go through this list I've wrote down? Because like I went through like Eve and I decided to sit down and try and think because we think the same. Like TV has become the new cinema, and that's why cinema and streaming is coming to TV because they've realised like we're more likely to sit at home now. But whatever. Yeah. So you got, I've got, The Boys, Umbrella Academy, Mandalorian. Dark Side of the Ring, Chernobyl, Sherlock, Game of Thrones, Making a Murderer, The Good Place, American Crime Story, Preacher, Sabrina, The Oval, Titans, Watchmen, Daredevil, Stranger Things, and they're the ones I preference. Like They all started in the last five years, or they've just had series within the last five years? Because Game of um, Thrones is surely older than that. Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones is older but what what we went with game of thrones is like it also span off fantasy tv as a whole oh, like, right, yeah okay and it got re- it got here's the thing these things also got really big like at least about five years ago again daredevil will probably be another one like by the end daredevil was huge but when it started it was like oh, all right but yeah. stranger things stranger things is another one um yeah making a murderer was in the last five years sherlock i think was on its second series or maybe uh, by about five years ago, or just coming on to its third, and got just. But these are the series that just exploded worldwide. Was if yeah. you picture go back twenty years, the concepts for these they would have been poo pooed. There's no way people would have been into this. There were, me and you grew up at like when we were teenagers. Everyone was talking about like the biggest shows were like Ugly Betty and My Name Is Earl, and then they'd get cancelled because people would just stop watching because they were just bored by them. There was mm. nothing really. I, I don't remember anything other than like Lost. Yeah, um, I mean that's the thing as well. Like obviously, like I never watched Lost originally. I never watched Lost. By the and way, I big, tried big to shout go out to back Rich and Coleman. watch it, and I can't get past a certain like amount of episodes. I've tried it twice now, and everyone always used to rave about it. But have big... we moved on and seen much better TV since that came out? That now I'm going back to it and thinking this is shit. Rich Coleman, big shout out to you. He he loves Lost and ra- raves about it at any given moment. Um, and there's still people who do like I listen to um or I've been listened to um the Scrubs podcast, which is JD and Turk from Scrubs, uh, not in character as just as themselves. Uh, but they I think Turk is like mad into Lost. 
And he even said, like, over the last lockdown, he just watched it all again and was still blown away by it. And it's like, really? I remember... I, I've spoken to loads of people since who I remember being fans, and they're like, you know what? I don't know why I liked it. It didn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, I, I just never clicked with it, but I suppose it's, like, one of them, isn't it? Sometimes, like, uh, if you're going back to watch something, you... You probably it's that nostalgia, you know what I mean as well. Like so, obviously yeah, you, you get are going to rewatch it. It's like, oh well, I liked it back then. Like I, I've watched the OC not so long ago, and it's like it's more nostalgia that I'm watching that for. You now fucking love the OC, you weird. I fucking love the OC, uh. but don't ever bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it's mad that we've had, we've had like all. The, in fact, we've had so many good TV shows that I realise that you and I, and uh, with Chris and Dizzo over the years, we focused so much more on movies and all this TV was happening that we kind of didn't. Well, we didn't really focus on that. We're gonna do a um, a series of podcasts called "Why I Love," where I'm gonna sit down with various guests, and I've had loads of people get in contact with me who want to be on this. I'm going to talk about um, the. I'm going to talk about Watchmen, Doom Patrol, Titans, Lock and Key, Umbrella Academy, Daredevil, Stranger Things, uh, Star Girl, Preacher. They're just some that have been like told to me to people that they want to talk about. So if you are out there and you want to be on this series of Why I Like, and it's whatever the name of the show is, um, get in contact talknerduk talk at gmail.com and we'll talk about this fucking TV show because yeah me and Gal we me and you we love fucking we love TV but we never really talk about it on the pod I used to, I did at one point on the website have a like weekly or was it monthly I you can't did? remember now do TV updates and I think life just came along and determined that I couldn't keep up with the was, amount well, of no, TV you had, you, that was you, being thrown you at me. You hit a hiccup with that. You did hit a hiccup. Um, it was a good idea. It actually got a lot of hits on the website. And there were people who... I remember messaging you saying, Oh, have you stopped doing that? I used to mm. use that as like a TV guide for the week. But the problem would be that we're entering an age where some series are like 20 episodes long. Yeah. And they're all running kind of concurrently. So after about four or five weeks, you might then go, well, I'm recommending the same five shows that I recommended last week. And then the <laughs> next week it would be, guess what? It's the same five shows. And it, you, I think you eventually yourself went, well, until something new comes along, I'm, I'm not going to do this weekly. So you did it as and when. And because it was such so as and when, it became hard for people to really know when to tune in to you. So... It was a, but yeah, you did. You were, you did push TV on the site back in the day. You were, uh, an in what's it called? In in, what's the word? I've had a beer now, so I can't remember. In I don't know. Invigorator, no. <laughs> the invigorator. Investor. I'm adding that to my list of nicknames. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what do you call it when someone's like ahead of their time or begins something in? Instigator. In, maybe an instigator. I don't know, but. Yeah. Well, either way, like, I think now I would struggle alongside my little lady that I've had come along within the five years that we've been doing this. There isn't a cat in hell's chance I've got the time to go through all of these TV series anymore. So that's why, if anyone is listening out there who decides they want to do it, 
feels. Yeah, I mean, I've just realised based on the list of TV shows are reeled off that I've missed some TV shows that I'd want to talk about. So I'll be adding them to the list and putting out a second advertisement. Um, we move. I mean, unless you can think of, can you think of any TV that I didn't mention that you've got? Like, I mean, you no, you loved Game of Thrones, by the way. I did, but I never got like into it. Every, I tried like to. Like everyone else, I think it tailed off towards the end. I know some people will really disagree with that, I suppose. But I, I did. I, I think it almost became like it too safe towards the end. I've never met anyone um, who disagrees with that, by the way. I don't know what you mean by some people might. I've never I, I, met I mean, anyone. I don't just mean the last episode. I mean, like, the last two seasons. Oh, that like, is controversial. I feel I, like I, I the just, penultimate like, season I've feel like They threw us a big battle every now and then to keep us sort of tickling our balls. But a lot of it was so dull in the last, like, sort of two seasons. Like, right, isn't I there... was gripped by Game of Thrones. Like, like I got into it. I remember everyone talking about the Red Wedding. And that is when I went, oh, I'm going to start watching this show. And I, I delved right in and I got up to the Red Wedding. And I swear down, it's still probably one of the best TV episodes I've ever seen. I, I thought it was absolutely incredible. And all of that series up to that point was great. And then the next couple of seasons maybe were, were really great. And then I remember it hitting a point, And I remember thinking, this has got really slow. And stuff just stopped happening. Like, it was like they protected... Like, what they used to do in that show was shock you and say, like, basically no one is safe. So the main characters, they could die at any time. And it got to a point where I feel they went, we can't really lose any more main characters because we're getting towards it. Like, I know there's the books, so before anyone says anything, blah, 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 it's maybe tied to, like, how the books went. But it it lost its sort of, like, shock value for me. Like, like the, the key example I'll use is when Jon Snow died and then came back to life. It felt like they had to do it. And whether that's in the book or not, that is what then started losing the interest for me because I was like, he should be dead. <laughs> what um... that might sound harsh, but that is when I started losing it with it because it felt like they were forcing these characters to be still alive, essentially, what? so that they could cash in. I I don't know. What series? It, uh, what which series in Game of Thrones is the episode? I remember everyone coming into work with complete mixed feelings where it's completely set in the dark, but because they don't have electricity and for added like realism, they didn't use like camera lighting. Everyone kind of that I worked with complained at the time, like you couldn't see anyone. You couldn't see a scene. It was mostly in the dark. Mm. And it was that. I don't really remember. That could have been the the last two seasons. Then if you don't remember, I remember people getting pretty testy about that and i was like that sounds both genius and stupid Mm. yeah i mean i just think it got lazy towards the end and obviously there was a point where they stopped following the books and started doing it for the tv and i think that wouldn't have helped because even like the guy who wrote it is not is now going to finish it a different way we um we actually talked to me Oh, go on. To me, is weird. But, like, I don't know. I just felt like... I mean, even to the extent... And this is how lazy they got. 
And I know it's such a, a stupid thing, but in the last season, when there's just a coffee cup on a table, and you think, that that is it, isn't it? They just got to the end and went, ah. They, they've, someone somewhere, and this goes down through, you know, you've got, like, the producers, directors. How has no one noticed that coffee cup, a Starbucks cup, being sat on a table? Because... They'd all got to a point where it was like, oh, this is the end. I've always wondered stuff like that when it comes to editing. Because as a person who I pride myself on being a good proofreader, I'm not I'm not got any degrees in grammar or literature. I just go off like how I was brought up, the books I've read. So if I make a genuine mistake, the only person I can blame is myself because I don't have a proofreader. But normally someone will tell me within an hour if i've made a mistake on something and by when i say someone it's chris wakefield he will message me like <laughs> at, at one in the morning to say bro just read this that you posted but you use two o's instead of one o and it's like shit i go and fix it he know it now if i had a proofreader as good as me or him then i'd there be no mistakes on the site ever how does a visual image of like a coffee cup get missed in like like i don't understand how in the mandalorian like okay it was this guy's first time di- directing right it was him was he did he direct it for the very first time uh, an episode is his directorial debut and he failed to notice a guy in the background of a scene with jeans uh that you can just see his leg and his arm with with his watch like sticking out from the side of some See, scenery. I remember you saying about that, but I don't remember it. No, no, so no, 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 no. I've not noticed it. So but... you didn't, yeah, but you're watching it as like a viewer. But if I said to you, I need you to like go through this with a fine tooth comb, mm-hmm. or if you're the guy who edits it together and goes, you need to edit them uh, coming from that hallway down this hallway to that. And you get the three scenes together. As someone who's edited videos, guys, you do normally make sure. You watch the video first to make sure, is this the best take? Is this the best version of them running? Because you only have just done one take of them running. And wouldn't you notice in that one take, well, it does run good, but there's a guy with jeans stood behind him, which kind of takes away from... Well, how does stuff like that get missed? Until it's, until it's literally being beamed into six billion TVs around the world? How does it get missed? It does seem silly because, like, you do think, like, obviously most of these things would, A, have the camera shots themselves. And then you're going to have, like, sort of, you would expect production meetings which go over, like, certain bits. The director's obviously going to look at the footage and blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to have post-production. So someone's obviously going to sit through, piece it all together, put it all together, blah, blah, blah. How on earth, through all of these stages, like, this isn't just, like, shoot put it on film and put it straight together someone's there must have been at least five or six times where this has been watched and not one person picked up on it it's so bizarre when you think about it it is it's it's and it gets it gets me riled up thinking that what's more annoying is it's someone's job and they're definitely paid more than me and i'd notice (laughs) i would notice i'm telling you fucking right now i'd notice shit like that but no, instead it's given to the fucking first-hand director's son's apprentice. And he, you just fail upwards, as they say in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, how do we get onto that? Fucking hell. 
We, we're trying to talk about <laughs> we're trying to talk about nice fucking things, and we've just ended up getting moany and whiny again because we're British and that's what we do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was that's TV. Oh, here we go. Thought this would be a bit of an interesting one for you. Um, best so news from the past five years. So over the years, we've reported on the site and through pods on news. Um, I just think it's quite interesting the things that we've as we've had to deal with me and you like and as the public like have reacted and we've had to watch and memes and and gifts are made and whatever but you have wrote these ones down um spider-man joining the mcu i feel that was one of the first big ones where we were like what um james gunn getting fired do you remember that when james gunn got fired oh yeah that was a big one uh, Batfleck and the Snyder Cut. So when Bat Affleck w- was announced as Batfleck as being Batman, and then the whole Snyder Cut movement, which we've talked about. Um, do you remember at one point they were going to do Men in Black meets Jump Street? I don't remember that. Do you not remember that? It was like seriously going ahead until um, Sony have pulled it. For I, th- I think Sony have pulled it because Men in Black International. Uh, didn't even do that well. So, like, you know what? We're, we're really going to struggle pre- by bringing in... Twi- but they were going to do t- 22 Jump Street and the Men in Black universe are in the same universe and they run into each other and, uh-oh, 22 Jump Street are now in the Men in Black by accident. What on earth would that film have been? I mean, I, it, this isn't like, you know, Nicolas Cage Superman. I'd never want that film to be made. No one make that film, please. I don't want it. No. It's... I'm interested. No. Make it. No. <laughs> Stop it now. <laughs> um, it can't be worse than Men in Black International, though, surely. So. I mean, men, thing is, Men in Black International isn't bad. It's, again, like Ghostbusters. Uh, it's just disappointing. Distinctly average. Yeah. yeah. It's just, there's, there's more can be done. Um, I remember Robert Pattinson being announced as Batman was another big one. Like, people going yeah. fucking ape shit about that. Um, all the issues that have happened during the Star Wars sequels. Like, the firstly, like, Han Solo dying. Spoilers. And then the whole uh, Last Jedi thing. And then the whole uh, directors arguing. And J.J. Abrams being brought in to save the sequels. And did he really save it? That was a whole... That's been literally like, our entire arc of... Talk nerdy to me has been those fucking sequels. Um, I mean, that's the weird thing, isn't it? Like, obviously, what's happened within five years, it's such a defined I'm go- period. Yeah, of time. I'm gonna just and Google in that some period stuff. of time. We've had all of those five Star Wars movies. Is that right? I'm just gonna Google some stuff now. I'm sure I did some research on this and Star Wars. Because did we do the original? We must have. Did we do a Force Awakens part? Let me just Google so Force Awakens. No, so we, Force Awakens came out. Would a, Force Awakens came out like literally? It came out in 2015. We started in 2016. But remember, it, ah. it, but remember, it came out in Christmas of 2015. So we would have mi- missed it by, by like months, just months. That's all. That's why we didn't do it. Right. Um, I'm just gonna Google something else because I just want to like. No, no. For my own peace of mind, what year that came out. Daredevil. I knew it. So Daredevil first season came out in 2015. 
again, we just missed it. But isn't that mad? That's so I remember writing about the second Daredevil season, I think. Yeah. So that would make but sense. But isn't it insane? Like, in, in my head, Daredevil, it, it's 10 years ago to me because it's been so long. It's like been, Daredevil's like took over my life. Like, I'm getting a Daredevil tattoo at, like, at one point. Um, it's like my, my the best comic book character ever. He's overtaken everyone. I've got loads of comics by him. That for me, Daredevil's always for some reason just feels like he's always been in my life now. But that show, I feel like I was when I was a boy, I watched a show, as Fisk would say, and it was Daredevil. But it wasn't. It was literally I think that's five the years interesting ago. Interesting thing, I suppose, is like. Five years doesn't sound a long time, does it? No. And then when you start thinking of all the things we didn't have prior to the five years, like Stranger Things, which is now such a cultural phenomenon, you're just like, well, how weird is that? That, that, that? You know, just in that space of time, that's all of the Stranger Things that we've had. Yeah, that was, that was what I mean. Since we've done this, and by the way, there will never be a better quote in all of... Uh, talk nerdy to me history than Chris Wakefield trying to explain like the reason like he that he likes Stranger Things and the casting is that they have and I quote they've all got 80s faces that <laughs> yeah. will stick with me for life like if I get Alzheimer's dementia and I'm in a home somewhere and I can't even remember how to get dressed I will remember that sentence it just sticks in my head they all have 80s faces Chris you are a legend you just and we miss you, um, <laughs> but yeah, just stuck. But it, it, but again, all the Netflix MCU shows then afterwards. So Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Punisher, all the last five years. Yeah, that's mad, isn't it? But doesn't it feel like longer? Doesn't it feel like eight? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you know, you think you think they've been around for like even 10 years mm. would make more sense to me but like it's half a decade it's not it's nothing is it no and i suppose that's the only thing is like even then you think like the last year was just like such an odd year anyway like i don't feel like much came out last year but and yet despite that it's still included within these five years yeah like i've got more by the way um Doctor Who announcing a female Doctor again, mm. big big one, and one which I, I think is a bit mad. In the past five years, we've had uh, Solo, the Star Wars movie came out. There was such a backlash about it; it killed the Obi Wan film. And then within that time, we're now going to get an Obi Wan TV series because so many people realised what a mistake that was. Five years is a long time in film and TV. Like, a it lot is. can fucking happen. We, in the time Talk Nerdy has been around, the Obi Wan as like a concept as either being a film or a TV show has been conceived, died, and then come back. That's mad. That's just mad to me. I think it's weird because obviously we've spoke about TV. Hmm. I don't think it necessarily, and there has been good films, but I don't think the last five years have been as kind to movies. Um, and I've, I think there's been some great movies. I've got a list of movies. One of my my favourite Marvel film would have been within the last five years. 
My favourite ever Marvel film was in the last five years, which was Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. So, it's not all bad. But, what I would say is, I, I think there's been a big lull in sort of movies, generally. Okay, well... I think there's been far worse. Like, not not that it's like, it's just full of bad movies, but I think there's a lot more, like, average movies. I find myself even more rating more movies, like, seven and eight than I have ever done before, and not many of them get to nine, which is, I think, is quite sad. No, but do you not think I would... I'd, I'll challenge you that and say, go back another decade, and whilst there are films you rate nine, there'll be less films you even rate seven or eight, you'll rate them fours and fives, and further back, again, the 90s, I reckon there's... For, I feel like no. I feel there was a much more. The nineties were brilliant. No, it was like I feel like isn't it like there's a famous year? Didn't we decide like nineteen ninety eight or nineteen ninety nine was literally the worst year in cinema got history? Park. Cri- nineteen ninety four, you've got Batman Forever. It's not a great starting argument. Nineteen ninety four, you've got The Lion King. Yeah, but we didn't. We we decided in, okay. within the nineties, you've got loads and loads and loads okay, of films. Okay, okay. I think Waterboy. No, shut up. Right, you, you've got that classic of our time. You've got the Madula Ablangata. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> no, I think back then films were like either a nine or a four, but now you've got films mm. are either a nine or a seven or a four. No, no, no! Don't be silly. That's we'd have to go back. We actually did do a podcast. A long time ago, where we did the years of films, I remember doing that. I'm sure that was me, you. It and Chris, was. It's possibly. called the Years of Our Lives. It's a two-part podcast because it took about three and a half hours to go through the years of our lives because you and Chris are Days. fucking old. <laughs> uh, but I remember that being quite uh, a, a fun one to do, just purely on the basis that for once I had to do some research and. Um, Going through all of sort of like the key films in like certain years and stuff was like it was interesting to sort of see. And I remember actually thinking that what was going to happen was all of the good films were going to be sort of like in the 80s and then it would sort of dissipate from there. But I remember getting up to like some of the 2000s and stuff and going like bloody hell, there weren't half some bloody films in I might in these years when I never expected it. A re-listen because I might challenge. I might get the as do part two on that and get the knobs in and get Bibby, Pete, and uh, Hagrid to do it, and me and you just watch them like argue it out because (laughs) because we've done it we've we've served our time but see if they can come up with the best films of their lives i think though that interestingly enough that would have been probably 2016 maybe 2017 and what my theory is is if we went back and sort of did the update to the years that we didn't get to I think that's when we'd look back and go, oh, I'm struggling now. And if we then lined up all of the ones before it, this is what I'm saying. I don't think it's been as strong for films generally. I think there's been some great films, but I just don't think overall it's been as strong. I did write down, I decided to write my top five favourite podcasts we've ever done. And the, mm. there's technically six. So... So it's not a top five? Yeah. Then. So... <laughs> you'll see why so uh, in no particular order 
Hellboy. That was yeah, that was that cool. was a funny talking about that Hellboy film was just that was an experience in and of itself. Um, <laughs> the prequel trilogy, which was in essentially three podcasts, but the Fantastic February prequel spectacular, which we did in would you believe that was twenty nineteen? We did that um in dead crafty thank you again dead crafty go check them out in liverpool great bar that just let us sit there and get absolutely just literally been voted the best independent craft beer bar in the uk by the way did it well done guys i mean that's what i mean i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not saying did it shock like really i'm like that's fantastic it it really is like the, the location the atmosphere and yeah no well done fucking awesome um the nerdies in general what a concept that was your idea the nerdies i feel it was i have moments. you do have your moments you sometimes <laughs> do bring something to the table the biggest disappointment of the last year is that we haven't had a nerd it has fuck you pandemic you bastard um films of a lifetime was what it was called and i wrote that down the Superman Lives podcast, I actually thought, was really good. That was a really enjoyable one. Where... Yeah, that was, uh, I think, purely because, like, I remember you telling me about that, and I was just baffled by the fact I'd never heard of it, or the, even the idea of it. And I think just, like, going into, like, the films that could have been was just such a, like, fun idea, yeah. I guess. Just good. so it's so full of potential, and then I didn't count this because it's kind of like is it our podcast or was it theirs? But back in the day, we did a crossover, me and Chris, with Comic Crypt, which is now Nerd Cult Underground. Um, all these podcasts, by the way, you can go over on talknerdy.uk, go back, you can check out them all. Up, oh, they're the ones I would personally recommend, and by sounds of a Gaswood to listen to if you've never really delved into our back catalogue because they were just pure fun. It was just nothing but fun talking about stupid shit. But I would also strongly recommend you listen to Nerd Cult Underground. I always used to enjoy it when they mentioned me. <laughs> and then... Yeah, they... I'd, I I loved those five I minutes. I think they're doing I'd, something. I'd sit there and I'd be smug as they've fuck been, going... They've been this. quiet of late because I think, one, pandemic. Two, I know Leal has had like his 500th child... Um, so I don't know w- exactly why, but they've definitely been too busy to make something. But they've started posting stuff on their Instagram again, uh, being very coy, but nothing giving away. Hooray! But I think we're getting an incoming Nerdcult Underground podcast. Which, by the way, if you think us guys are averagely funny, just you wait till you listen to them. They are American averagely funny, so you're in for a treat. <laughs> uh, they're averagely funny, but with a with a different accent to but us. But with an American twist. Oh man! <laughs> it's like when have you seen? By the way, they they've done catfish. Have you watched the catfish TV show? Yeah. Yeah. So do you know they've done a British one? What? Like, as in not with Neve? Right. So this is the thing. So it's officially MTV Catfish, and UK. I mean, you were like, oh my god! So. They're doing a UK one, fantastic. And yeah, it's not with the presenters. They've handed it over to two rando, like, early 20s UK people to do. And my big problem with this is the reason that I kind of liked watching it 
uh, I've, I've watched it. It's just me and you. Do you remember when me and you thought Catfish was going to be a horror film? Yeah, because like obviously it was pretty like. I remember seeing the original trailer. Yeah, for I showed Eve I mean, the trailer because tra- he was like, "You and Gaz were just so wasted all the time. You just didn't have any concept of what was real and what's not, or how to interpret anything. So there's there's no way you thought it was anything like a horror because of a logical reason. You thought it was a horror because you're idiots. I went, okay, put the trailer on and you tell me without any any context what you think this film's about." And after the trailer, she went, holy shit, yeah. I would have thought that was... I remember thinking it was going to be like a Blur Witch type thing. It's like, they say things like, do not not research this film before you go. The twists will blow your mind. And it's like, it's just about some guy dating... I remember me and you watching this going, well, it's probably not going to be that person. I mean, why else make a film if it's not going to be that person? Oh, it's not that person. But I'm more interested in watching him deal with people getting catfished because he's got experience in it and the guy who comes along has got experience in telling people not to do it. So there's there's a reason for them being there. These two fucking UK randos have no connection as far as I can see as to why they should be doing it. Why did I start... I mean, why did I start talking about I, that? I haven't watched a UK one. I don't know, but catfish, I mean... I, d- I haven't watched it much in the last five years, to be honest, but that is some good trash it TV. It is good trash that's TV. That's all I'm going to say. Really, I like how it's filmed as well, because there's a camera crew following them, but they've got just GoPros, and they use mostly the footage from the GoPros, so I feel like the camera crew are just unnecessary. Yeah, that's... I, I, I just... You know what has happened in the last five Go years? On. What we can talk about is the amount of telly has obviously like grown beyond belief. Like obviously you've got Netflix, you've got. I was about to say we've covered this already, of, like, but you're talking things. about like uh, uh, your ways of taking it in. Yeah. Right, okay. So, well, well, no, not necessarily that. I was just gonna say like, but the amount of like weird shows has increased like unbelievably. Like there's programs about. Glass blowing, <laughs> floral arrangements. Do not knock the great sewing. Don't knock. Don't knock the floral <laughs> arrangement one. I enjoyed that a lot, a lot. <laughs> I knew you would. <laughs> I did. Uh, but the, do you know what I mean, though? Like, where have we got to as a society when we're watching shows? And it's a contest on people selling No, 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 things. no. I think that's... Oh, you're, you're getting confused. One of the biggest, biggest cultural phenomenons of you and I uh, growing up was the Generation Game. And the Generation Game, for those who don't know, was a show where Bruce Forsyth would have a t- two teams of families come on and they would have to meet someone who had a skill, like pottery. They would show within two minutes how to make a pot... And those teams would then have to divvy up and use what they just learned in two minutes to just go full on, you know, waist deep into that into that skill and make the pot. And it would be funny for people to watch because these people have no idea what they're doing and whoever did the best wins. We like seeing people fling themselves into a skill. I think the most unusual part of TV right now is game shows like... I'm, I mean, for starters, I'm watching something like this on Gogglebox, which is 
weird because I'm watching a show about people watching a show. But those game shows where it's like, have you seen Can I Sing? Oh, like the mass no, 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 no. Yeah, so the mass singer is a good example. Mass singer, I just don't get that. Who? Why do you give a shit? No, I don't shit. give a shit. Who's? And now there's a mask dancer. Yeah, I, as well. I mean, I, again, it's like who gives a shit whether he's wearing a mask and he's dancing. I don't, I don't care who it is. Oh, it turns out it's Lenny Henry who can sing. Wow, who would have thought that someone who works in the talent industry has a grasp of singing? It's just, it just doesn't. It, it just doesn't. I don't get it. I'm not really. Yeah, it's crap. But, it's crap. But have, have you? Let's just no. But does, can they sing? Is is one where there's can they sing where they they bring them out and there's like three people and you've got to guess one of these can sing the other two can't and then you see them lip sync the song that they claim they can sing. You know the lip syncing. They've said this isn't them singing, and then you've got to pick out of their looks alone and how well they lip sync it. Who do you think can sing this song? Oh, this sounds fucking Yeah, horrendous. right? Like, I said, to, I, I remember watching, like, we were watching it on Gogglebox, and I said to Eva, I don't understand this. It's, it, there's no skill to it whatsoever. It's pure pop look. There's no way you can get this right without knowing the person. Another one is, guess my talent. And they, it's the same thing. They bring <laughs> out three people or two people and go, one of these is a wrestler. Which ones do you think is the wrestler? And you get to ask them some questions. And then you've got to just guess which ones you think is the wrestler. Oh, it's, it's not as good, is it? No! Like, just general telly. It's no strike it lucky. Bad, it's no big it? break. No, no, no. Gone are those days of bully. <laughs> on a um, going back to films, I'll give you some films that have, I think might make you change your mind about the past five years, okay? To see where we've come okay. and think about, like, before five years, would we have had these films? Uh, the animated Spider-Verse film. Okay? okay? I don't think we would have had anything really like that ten years ago. Uh, all the DC animated films, I'm quite happy with them. Like, when I, say, when I say all of them, I see the majority. I think you've watched a lot of them and gone, huh, that's actually pretty fucking sweet. Seen... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Infinity War slash Endgame. Joker. Yeah. 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 Civil War. Ah, uh, no, you've lost me on that one. Shut up. I never... I well no right. You watch your dirty I, little I mouth like, right now. I do. I do really like Civil War, but I don't. I don't look back as fondly on it anymore. I don't know why. Because you are very bad at looking back fondly on things. <laughs> I, I obviously like. I enjoyed it, but I think it was like maybe. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't, maybe I just need to rewatch it. Maybe I'm just like overshadowing it. But like, I re- I remember Civil War because that was Captain America Civil War, yeah. wasn't it? And I've never liked Captain America. Well, you've you've got bad taste. And I still I still uh, don't. Okay, we'll move on. Three billboards. Right. Oh yeah, that was. But really the reason good. I mentioned people like that's a random f- film to mention. I've put three billboards slash independent films like that yeah 
That is that is true. To be fair, there's been some absolutely stonking, like sort of like uh, I remember Captain Fantastic being absolutely amazing. These are all the films that I put forward for the nerdies, and then uh, on the night of the nerdies, I get <laughs> Gaz go and fucking <laughs> do one because we've never seen it. And then two years yeah. down the line, you <laughs> all watch it and go, it's fucking boss, mate, that film, innit? And I'm like, fuck all off! I'm going to say is... It should have won the Nerdies two years ago. Uh, nerdies 2016 or 2017 when you brought Sing Street to the table and me and Chris just went, what film, mate? Oh, you got no chance. And then six months later, we're like, dude, that's like the, one of the best films we've ever seen. And you're like, I fucking told you, that's why. Um... But yeah, three billboard, three billboards is a good example. Uh, Nomadland has just come out. I've not seen that yet, but I'm hearing again, great. It it is really good. It, it it's not. I I wouldn't say it's like. This is my only concern with like sort of the last year in particular. Maybe that's why it's overshadowing my five years a bit because my memory is so rubbish. But the last year in particular has been weak. And even usually what I'll do is I'll look at sort of like Golden Globe nominations and Oscar nominations and I'll sort of rewatch all of the ones that have sort of been nominated at least. And Nomadland, it is a clear winner, but I don't think it's a strong category. Like a lot of the ones around it that I've watched, I've not been that impressed by. And that's quite a shame. What I about? Think. But we're in a pandemic, so let's let everyone well, I've off. I've got you on this topic then. I think it'd be quite interesting. Um,. At the time of recording this, the Oscars have just been uh, 2021, and there's a bit of controversy over Anthony Hopkins winning Best Actor for his part in, is it The Father? Yeah. The um, Father, yeah. Over Chadwick Boseman, who was in, I don't know the film, what do you know of? It's um, something. To... Uh, Ma Rainey's, yeah, Ma Black, Rainey's Bottom. Black Bottom. Uh, I've not seen either of these films, I'll be honest. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is really um, good. But I feel like Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was on Netflix. Uh, the Father, I think, was just a completely independent film. And a lot of flack has come from... There's obviously some people saying, like, you. there's, there's various reasons why Chadwick Boseman should have won it and Anthony Hopkins winning it is a bit of a snub. Mm. But do you think if, like, Chadwick Boseman had been alive this would have been even a conversation. And I'm only saying this because a lot, of, a lot of the arguments I've seen people say is, but no one's even seen The Father. And in my head, I'm like, that's, that's, that's irrelevant well, because it's an independent film and there's tons of great films that the mainstream don't see. And I'm sorry that The Father was not on ITV2 for you to watch, but that's irrelevant. It's all about whether the film was good. And I'll be the judge of that when I watch both of them. But I think it's just dead odd that when last year Parasite won, that was a Korean independent film. Why the fuck are people using that as an argument against The Father? Have I missed something? I mean, I haven't seen The Father yet, so um, I couldn't actually comment on whether one's better than the other. Um, I did really like Chadwick Boseman in Bar Rainey's Black Bottom, though. I thought it was absolutely amazing in it. And out of the ones I have seen, he would probably... Have have been the but, best. But my point being is, is, is that really an argument that can be said anymore? No one's no one's seen that film, so it's just like a snub. Well, because... yeah, until you've seen the film, you can't argue that it's not. He's not worthy yeah. of winning it. I just think I it's a say. really, 
you would have to have seen both to compare. But I, like, I haven't seen Sound of Metal yet, and I know Riz Ahmed. Yeah, that's is by it? the way, that is on um, that that's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Is it? I it's, need to watch that one. And that one, again, is, is one that I keep getting told is, is really good. Yeah, really I'm, strong, I'm going to watch that. Um, acting in it. So, again, I can't comment. But I I think... This is... I, I think sometimes it's like... Uh, people, like, look at things and go, well, that, that should have won. But unless they've watched every single film, they can't comment on it. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's just such just a think, non-argument. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say is that I have seen every single um, one from the actress role. Oh, yeah. Um, so, obviously, I have seen every film that's in there. So, you've got Nomadland, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, United States versus Billie Holiday, Pieces of a Woman, and Promising Young Woman. And I would say Frances McDormand is definitely the winner of that. But I can say that because I have seen all of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a weird one. Like, obviously, um, I, I don't know whether you knew, but like, obviously, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm pretty sure as well is. Um, let me just double check this. Actually, I might be getting the wrong thing. I mean, I've, I've got it. A... Um, oh yeah, right. I am right. getting the wrong shocker. thing. Shocker, shocker so that you've got the wrong thing. I am going <laughs> to add Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. No, to the I list, remember actually. Denzel Washington had another film out within the last year, and that was really good. And I don't if you remember me raving about a film called Fences, not so long ago. Yes. Um, and that was like one of my favourite films of that year. Uh, and there was another one come out not so long ago. I'm sure. Um, oh, I can't find it now. Let me see. Was it also starring um, what's his name? Who you like? The Denzel. Does it also star the Denzel? Uh, well, it was supposed to be. He got uh, sort of like a deal with it's either Netflix or Amazon Prime or something to do essentially like four of his own directorals, and obviously Fences was the first one, right. I believe, um, and absolutely amazing. And the second one is either due very soon, and I just can't remember the name of it, or it's sort of like has already landed, but. Anyway, I've, I've waffled on. But one of the best films I've ever seen, and that was within the last five um, years. If I continue this list of little things I did, um, I might as well carry on. Korean films have actually gotten quite big in the past five years, so Parasite being one of them. Uh, Train to Busan is another one. Um, I just feel like there's a lot more... Uh, what's the word for it? People are a lot more open to watching foreign films now. Whereas back in my back in my day, Jesus, I actually went to say that then. Shoot me in the fucking head. Um, that like it was a mad to go. Oh, there's this film called out called Amelie. It's French, but it's getting a bit of a buzz. And it's like that was seen as being the mo- pushing the envelope. That was like British people watching a French kind of sexy teen movie as it were a little bit sexy arty teen movie but they are literally just to uh, an american would probably think well that's like me watching someone in fucking uh north dakota watching a south dakotan film there's hardly many mileage between it why is that so so mad but now i'm like i'm 
I look and keep my ear out for any film, and if it's in whatever language, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I've I've always tried to watch like like cause I did the um, I mean this is ages ago. I I started watching like you know there's like the top two hundred and fifty rated ever on IMDb, and I, I pretty much watched most of them. But the only ones I have got left are all foreign films. But that's mainly because like I can't watch them back to back. I have to have like gaps in between, and then I've just forgotten about it. But I've watched loads to be fair. Like of like all, all the like classic old like sort of like japanese martial arts films and stuff I, like that um i mean I, I i do genuinely like one of my favorite ever films it's one of my elite 10 out of 10 clubs which i don't know for anyone who's not aware i've only got about 10 to 15 films i can't remember the exact count at this point that have actually ever been rated 10 by 10 i'm pretty harsh with that rating um and one of them is is a French film called Intouchables, and it is absolutely phenomenal. If you've never watched it, you should watch it. There was a really bad within the last five years, actually, uh, shit American adaptation of it with Kevin Hart, and I can't remember what it's called, but it is fucking dire. Oh wow! I didn't even hear. I've never even heard of that, like the Kevin Hart even version, but yeah. Well, the Kevin Hart version wasn't called Intouchables. It was called something ridiculously. It was called, it was like called Kevin basic. Hart Live at Madison Square Garden, and it's nothing like that film whatsoever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I can't recommend Intouchables enough. It is absolutely one of the um, best films ever made. Another thing I wrote down, because it's a personal favourite of mine. I know it gets slated for a bunch of reasons. I don't give a shit. Um, but I wrote Bo, Bo Rap. Bohemian Rhapsody, but then I've underlined it with music-based films. I feel like music-based films have been beginning, like music biopics have been getting bigger and bigger. So, like, I do remember I was watching Bohemian Rhapsody, and then there was the NWA film, and then there's the Elton John film, and then, you know, there's been, like, this, the, the dirt, dirt, and I know there's a Sex Pistols film in the making, um, and there's... Um, I've always loved sort of music biopics. They're sort of like a guilty, well, not a guilty pleasure, I suppose. But I've always like, even even though I know some of them aren't very good, I've always just enjoyed it because obviously I do love music and I love hearing the background of things. And obviously, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is is sort of like yeah. a biopic, I suppose, although it's very much directed in one aspect and in one period of time. But yeah, I, I love stuff like that. Like I'm. I'm fascinated by like sort of real life people and how they got to where they are and stuff like that i just think it's that that tap into more of that hollywood please give me more you say give you more but did you not there is some awful actually i want to just google the um the one the other one i can think of but the first one that comes to mind is in the past year there was one called starman which was about um, David Bowie, but well, you've not <laughs> seen this. I really want. Oh, I really want you to actually. Can you have you got access to a computer now? Uh, yeah, but I can't. What about your What about your phone? Can you go on your phone? Like this. No, because oh, you're God. calling me on it. <laughs> 
This is why I have to deal with people, by the way. Any normal person, I would go, can you go on your phone? and be like, yeah, yeah, well, like, I can do it. But, right, so Starman, after you're done with this, or pause this and watch the trailer, people, and then come back. But Starman is a David Bowie uh, biopic, which stars a guy who looks nothing like David Bowie, sounds nothing like David Bowie, and guess what? David Bowie's uh, family did not give permission for any of David Bowie's music to be used in the film. Right? This sounds awful. I'm going to watch it. I'll I'll tweet out about the this. The other one, and it's amazing and... how often this comes out, this oh. happens. So it, there's a film called Jimmy All Is By My Side, um, and it actually stars Andre 3000 as Jimi Hendrix, who, by the way, is... The best part of this is the casting. That's a brilliant casting choice. He looks the spit of him. The problem is, again, Jimi Hendrix's family did not give permission for any of his music to be in this film. And how do you have a music biopic without any of the music by the person? So what? You're telling me there's a Jimi Hendrix biopic where they don't play Jimi Hendrix? And the reason, by the way... The Jimi Hendrix family did not allow for any of his music to be in the film. It's because they heard the film was being made. Um, they came forward. They weren't asked. They went themselves and went, would you like us to be like consultants or producers? You know, come to us and we'll tell you what happened and we can give you insight. They said no. And then they got to like at least read like, because they're still the family, they got to see a first draft or a first showing. Um, and they made out like he was a wife beater and all sorts in this, and his his wife was like, that never happened, that scene never happened, that's made up, where have you got that from? And his family like, we'd rather you didn't do this film. Like, oh, we're doing it. I'm like, oh, right, well, you're definitely not using the music then. (laughs) You'd think at that point that would put a stop on a Jimi Hendrix film, being told you're not allowed to use Jimi Hendrix's music. But this... Is the sorry state of some filmmaking, I suppose. It is. It's 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 bizarre. I don't get why. Why it did only have wow. It did only have a budget of five million, so that's not bad. But it was directed by John Ridley. Is that the same? Am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of Ridley Scott. No, that's not, they're not related at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably very different. Um, but yeah, I just thought music-based <laughs> films are getting bigger as well. Which again, go back ten years and. Well, go back 10 years and you've got Jimmy always by my side and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, there was that. And always I've got the only other list I've got is quite a depressing list almost. So I'm trying to think, is there any, like, last five years, what, what's, like, have been some prolific moments in the last five years for you? Do you reckon, like, that we... I, I think definitively I could say my top thing that has come out of the last five years is Stranger Things, I think. I I think that is the highlight. I I just think not only is it just boss, but it is something just uniquely new and nerdy. And I think that's the thing. Like, Obviously, The Mandalorian has been amazing. Jon Favreau has done... But it's a continuation of a franchise. Star Wars back to exactly. So it's not something that you could just go. 
This is just brand new. And yes, okay, we've had the boys, we've had Umbrella. But again, they're based on adaptations. They're, um... But it's not as culturally, like, it's so widespread, Stranger Things. It's been so, so amazing to see how popular it became. Like, I remember, like, I can remember the moment I got hooked on it and it was off a 10-minute teaser trailer before it came out. And I remember thinking, oh, my God. This looks like the best thing I've seen in years. And it was literally the first 10 minutes of the show. Just the first 10 minutes of the first episode. And I remember going mental about it. And then, obviously, when it actually hit, I was just amazed it was actually as good as I thought it was going to be. And obviously, we're now, what, three seasons in? Still so strong. Yes, it has had a bad episode. But... Most of the episodes have been exceptional. I mean, I, as, as devil's advocate here, the only thing I would maybe say, and you probably have a good argument back at this, is is it not a nerdy franchise, an original nerdy franchise, that relies on knowledge and other nerdy franchises to exist for it to exist itself? Well, no, I think that's the clever thing with Stranger Things, though. I think it does play on nostalgia, and it's sort of got that feel of the Goonies that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy because it's sort of set in that sort of, like, 70s and 80s. Like, everyone's fond era of watching films like that back then. And I think it's just tapped into something that we just don't get anymore. Just fun adventures like that is the the just the secret to its success is it's just fun it doesn't take itself too seriously even though there are serious parts to it and like i just think the casting has been exceptional the fact that it's just like a group of kids basically like you know hanging out together you know, it brings in, you know, all of that nostalgia of Dungeons and Dragons and being a nerd and just hanging out with your mates and sort of growing up. And I think it just taps into what everyone just, like, loved about that era of filmmaking, TV making, but in a much more modern sense, too. Like, it, you know, it looks fantastic. I mean- and... I can't rave about it enough. I I just think over the last five years, we've been gifted this brand new, amazing nerdy thing that in 30 years, we will still go, do you remember Stranger Things? How good was Stranger Things? I'm going to rewatch Stranger Things. And I love that because I don't think many things have that impact. Like Star Wars has that impact. And we're still watching Star Wars, even though we know it's and shit half the Star time. Star Wars, by the way, I was I was going to argue myself on this point. As soon as I <laughs> heard the words leave my mouth, I kind of relies on this old nerdy stuff. Star Wars itself relies on mm. old ninja films and westerns. Yeah, everything has, I suppose, a, a an influence mm. somewhere. I mean, even. Lord of the Rings has got its own influence. Tolkien was like obviously influenced by what had affected and him in weed. the war, and you know, <laughs> uh, sort of, yeah, exactly. But you know, like everything has its its, you know, acorn that grows into a tree, I suppose. And whether that's you know, like the Winnie the Pooh, the Winnie the Pooh like uh, guy, obviously just had these toys in his, you know, 
uh, house or whatever it was and managed to conjure this world out of it. But I think it's what you then do with it, and I think the Stranger Things world is as special. I, I just, you know, like, I can't rave about it enough, and within the last five years, I can't think of anything that, like, matches that impact. I mean, I like how that's what you were going to say, or did say, and my answer was going to be, in the past five years, the pinnacle for me has been seeing you uh, at a Comic-Con for the first time, awkwardly <laughs> like uh, when the, the the cosplay when they did the cosplay thing and you just being completely politically well not politically incorrect but being like completely inappropriate and just being like you didn't know that half these people were going to come out essentially half in the buff and be like bloody hell they're showing a lot of skin for just <laughs> there's kids around here What's going on? And I'm just like, no, Gaz, it's that's the costume the person wears in the game. You're like, I know, but gee, I mean, there's a lot of skin on show here. <laughs> to me, seeing that was like watching you at a Comic Con was like Alan Partridge at a Comic Con. It was just <laughs> that to me will always be both a, a weird highlight and a, a low, a low moment <laughs> for going. I shouldn't have brought Gaz to this. He's, he's like. Not just a fish out of water. He's just comp- a fish out on the outer rim. A fish that should be in water, but is about 100 million light years in space floating around going, what the fuck is going on here? Because d- it was... it is it, it, Comic-Cons are weird, and I do miss them, but they are weird, and I, I think... Like, I remember you coming back... <laughs> well, should we talk about... I'm a little drunk now, so I'm just getting going into random stuff. But um, <laughs> should we talk about the idea that of like paying for people to sign things at comic cons? Because I always like hearing you rant about this, but I don't really feel we've ever recorded it. <laughs> I personally despise. I I hate the whole concept that what this whole setup is now maybe call naive. me naive but i thought comic cons right i i know you would have to pay for like certain bits of it so like if you want to go and have your professional photo done stood next to a delorean with a uh, doc i knew you'd have to pay for that but what i didn't think you would have to pay for is to stand in a fucking queue for two hours to shake hands with a man who was in fucking, like, Sons of Anarchy. Fuck off! I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not even getting in a queue and queuing for two hours for Benedict Cumberbatch. For fucking, what? A signed photo? How much was he charging? 150 yeah. quid or something. What a fucking joke. It... I just... Oh, mate, it fucking winds me up. And what... I just don't get it. It pre- it's preying on people's like that's a lot of money. That's 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 it a ridiculous is, amount is. of money. You could you don't even get anything other than a signature and a picture. I want all of your fucking films, Benedict, and all of Sherlock for one hundred and fifty I mean, quid. I. Ah, oh, mate, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it. And obviously, like when I only went to, I went to the London one, 
and uh, I had no idea it was going to be like that. I just thought you would just get in a queue and queue for an hour, and then you've done your time, essentially, and then you'd get to the front, you'd get your little moment, like you get a little selfie, and you get your signature on whatever you wanted or whatever it is. And as soon as we got there and it, I realised what was going on, I was just like, fuck this. I'm just going to go and hang out fucking with the cosplayers, basically. <laughs> but I'll go and be the cosplay correspondent and just took loads of footage of the cosplayers because I just refused to get in queues. So much so is I really wanted to meet Pamela Anderson. Who wouldn't? Uh, but I just waved at her from afar. And I got <laughs> shoved by her bouncers because I nearly walked into her because she's so tiny, I didn't notice her, and I was on my phone. So a bouncer full-on shoved me out the way, and I was, like, looked up to... And I, I, I thought I was just being shoved by some rando, so I went to, like, go, what? And, like, get in a fight, essentially, because I thought something was starting. Looked up, and the six guys in suits who were all, like, double my size, and I thought, well, I'll let them go. They'll, uh... I'll let them survive. But in the middle, <laughs> tiny Pam Anderson. And she did turn and look at me and smiled at him to say, like, sorry. Like, it's me. It's me who's done this. Um, I've only paid for <laughs> two. I've paid for two. Ma- One was what you just said. Um, to meet the do- to meet the doc. Uh, I do get those ones because they are, like, a special shoot. I, I, you I was, yeah, in you my head, I'm... Those. But just to I'm go and meet someone at a table. In my head, I'm renting that DeLorean for that shot. Yeah. That was, was, like, it was £80. That was £80 well spent. I'm sorry. It was to... to I've now got a, a, a shot of me and the doc at the, on the DeLorean. And I can't afford a DeLorean. They're 20 grand. So where else am I going to get one? So if you were to tell me that I'm going to get a shot with me, with fucking Dr. Emmett Brown, Christopher Lloyd, for 80 quid, with a DeLorean. Hells yeah, that's fine. The only other time I've paid was when I was in a queue to get a... Um, I've got a Doctor Who comic with Paul McGann on the front, and I've I, he was at this Comic-Con, and I wanted him to sign it. I had a press pass, and I know with a press pass you can sometimes get away with getting them to do stuff for free. And as I got closer, I realised he's not doing this for free because of the way he, his, he was talking to people. But when I had a look, for him to sign my comic was £10. I thought... I was yeah, £10. I was pound. like, you know what? I could, I could... That £10, that will turn my comic into being worth like £30, £40. So, fuck it. And it's framed now. It's framed on the wall, signed by him. in a lovely... He even picked a silver marker specially for it so you can see it perfectly. And he even, like, he even stood talking to me for a while to let it dry. He was a lovely fellow. bit blunt about how he talks about some parts of Doctor Who, but whatever. But there were, it is... I can live with £10, You write £150 like, for, like, pound, a photo okay. with John Cleese. £150? insane. It's like, it's just too much. It's too much money, and it is literally extortion in my head. I don't care who you are. I don't care how famous you are. You should not be extorting your fans out of £150 just to stand next to you. If you ever want to have it close to a heart attack, you should uh, follow a Comic-Con's Facebook group page and then see as people brag about how much money they've put away or how much they've reserved, you know, in photos to be taken... And it just makes you Mugs. physically sick that people are 
it's it's something I've seen people have gone. That's that's a low, but still a five-figure number that you're spending. That's insane, man. I, I look, it's not for me. I know some people will have worked hard. That's what they want to spend the money on. That's fine for them. But I just think it's disgraceful. My favourite bit of London Comic Con was actually just going out and getting trashed in London. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sod, I sodded off and disappeared oh, yeah, into the that. night. You just, you just wandered <laughs> off into the night and somehow made it back. Meanwhile, me and Chris are sharing the same bed, which I don't know why we did. Because if you, if you'd wandered off in the night, I would have happily shared the bed with Tom, because Chris snores so loudly, and this is rich coming from me. <laughs> But he snored so loudly, and I kept like hitting him in the back to stop him. And whenever he turned around to see, you know, why, who, you know, if I was hitting him on purpose, I pretended to be asleep. So he just thought like, I, his review of me was, "Oh, JB was a nightmare to sleep next to last night." He kept punching me in the back. I was like, "No, you fucker! You kept snoring." <laughs> I remember waking up and like, obviously Tom, who's not on the podcast is just one of our friends who also happened to come with us just saying dude who are all of these people in these photographs you've posted up and i was like i have no idea and i'm pretty sure we were supposed to be like going to the comic-con at like nine in the morning and i'd like scrambled we, in at half we were, six. And we did. <laughs> always professional it was, it, was pro- it was a professional day there was some was, but there's i i wrote down things i'm looking forward to like as the world opens and over the, over the next five years and i went to write comic cons and i thought you know what i'm truly done with them i think as a as a channel as a person definitely but as a channel i feel like i've got everything i can possibly for those who don't know it's very weird we get press passes so we get free entry and we are essentially given free entry to cover a comic con extensively make it look good or they want us to make it look good but to be there's there's no reason why we wouldn't because it is at least a fun experience for myself and chris but it is odd how also badly treated you are because you would think the press pass would open up some avenues but it actually held us back so like there was like a good example i'll never forget is uh both dean kane superman from superman lois and the guy who plays uh wong in doctor strange had no um i've had a low queue or no queue at all and we shouted over their agent to say do they want to do an interview for the pod you know we're, we're clearly press pass here's a here's a, our business card you can go on our website you can check we're not like an anti-dean kane site we're not an anti-wong website just give it a ch- quick check you'll see there's nothing there it's purely good fun we've got press passes we're here to just advertise and make everyone here look good, including the Comic-Con. And we got no's from them. And it was when I said, can I ask why? They went, because you press. Meanwhile, there's people who have paid to come in and they'll queue up and they might not pay even to have, they might just bring some for Dean Kane to sign for like, again, 10, 10 pounds. But he'll give them all the intention in the world. And I'm not saying that's wrong. For him to do that to those people by all means if you're paying 10 pounds give that person attention but it does sully the idea for you of like well why would it are you telling me the way i get this i sort of 
their argument is like, well, I'm doing this for the fans, and it's like, well, we're fans too. It just so happens. It's, we're we we're, we're such good fans. We're yeah, fans we're such with a dedicated fans. We base an entire uh, in I'm putting in quotations business model, if you want to call it that, around this, and we're just going to do some completely free free promotion. I mean, Lou Ferrigno, by the way, I want to point out Lou Ferrigno, what a guy, totally got it. Was like, yeah. You come, you talk to me, you get a free five minutes with me, you get a photo. Um, what else can I do? He couldn't do enough for us as press. Uh, Mr. Motivator, Motivator is another one. There's people who get it, but you're just shocked when some people don't get it. And not this isn't me complaining, being privileged and being like, oh, I should have deserved that. I get why Dean Kane said no. I get why Wong said no. I get why Iron Fist said no. I've had a lot of no's. But it does kind of, those collective no's all gather together and go, you know what? I'm done with Comic-Cons for now. I don't, I can't. I remember doing, obviously, a sweeping shot of the Comic-Con and some fella putting his hand on my phone and saying, what are you doing? I was like, uh, I'm press and I'm taking a sweeping shot of the room, if you don't mind, sir. And uh, he was like, well, you're you actually taking photos of all our clients. I was like, that's sort of the fucking point, dickhead. I'm documenting the Comic-Con. And he was like, well, no, you can't do that. You need to pay for photos. And I was like, I was like, what's the point in a press pass some then? of these people that you're documenting, again, I'm doing the quotations you can't see, are like, this guy played the stunt double of, of a guy who was yeah, one exactly. of the X-Wing fighters who died immediately in Star Wars. You know, it's like so some like C-list of a C-list of a D-list character. And we're being told that the agents like, no, no, no. We've got to protect the, the identity and the public. It's it's the oddest thing, but I'm doing with them. What I've put, what I'm looking forward to the most over the next five years and... I hope this makes people look forward to us a lot more in the next five years, is I wrote down more of the nerdies. So you are going to get more ner- once to- Once we can do Hell it again, yeah. we're going to do the nerdies. But we're going to do, ideally, two nerdies a year. Uh, we're going to do a nerdies at the end of the year, about the year. But then we're going to do a nerdies, which is with a bit of a difference. So we might do one where we do it about a year that we've never done before, like, a random year from the 80s and it's the same topics or we do one about oh, right. the I topics in general or a genre of film just to yeah kind a of nerdy like, look they back. are popular people like them they like to get involved and i'm just gonna try and double it up see what people reckon um another one well that's an excuse <laughs> to come off the wagon isn't it <laughs> only burgers will be served <laughs> at these um fan film pods so we've said me and Gaz are going to watch uh, fan films because there's a lot of them I'm going to do podcasts about them reviewing them uh, going into were they good were they bad what they could be improved on and recommend it because there are some mad fan films being made now I just did a quick review of one with Chris on Chris's comics um, for a Batman one which was very interesting and I do want to talk about it with you but that's something to look forward to and also uh, in the past year you bought a green screen didn't you Gaz and I the potential of me and you with a green screen is 
is fantastic. <laughs> it's immeasurable. The amount of stuff you and I could get done with a green screen. And by the way, I'm not. People might oh, be yes. like going, "Is he being dirty?" No, I'm not being dirty. <laughs> I'm being nerdy. I'm just saying. Confessions of a podcaster. Where we go, you know what would be a funny skit? And then we've talked about a skit. And we can't do it because you're not got the budget, the props, whatever. But with a green screen, the sky is not even the limit. Space is the limit. And there's be quite a few things that we could get (laughs) done um, with all that. I've just... Yeah, we'll, we'll smash that. Once, once we're allowed in everyone's houses again. Exactly. I mean, your. By the way, I've done this entire pod stirring at yours and Vicky's uh, Christmas gifts, which is insane because it's it's going to be May oh. in a week. Yes, it's going to be Christmas in. It's going to be fucking May. summer. So how lovely! I think that's unless you've got anything else <laughs> to add. I think that's a good place to wrap up. To be honest. Yeah, not really. I I just hope for the next five years, really, that we do get some more like proper good nerdy things to just gorge on. You know, like Stranger mm-hmm. Things, it's come from nowhere essentially, and now it's like just part of the fabric of being nerdy. So I suppose, what can we expect in the next five years I mean, that's going to make us feel I, like that? There are some. Mad film. I should have. You know what I should have done. I should have really wrote down films that are going to come out in the next five years to give us an idea. But we know there's going to be some mad Spider-Man. Marvel have just basically laid everything out. DC. Yeah, loads of Marvel. Loads of Star Wars. Closed. They're not revealing anything because the last time they revealed something, they did about ten percent of that. They didn't really do it. But we are getting to this. We might have a yeah. good Batman in the next five but years we to might, talk well, about, We might JV. even have a Daredevil in the MCU, which I'll be gushing over. But the, the, we, mm. we've gone, I think, the difference is five years ago, Batman v Superman was like the first thing we were doing. Star Wars was starting again. The MCU was like two-thirds of the way in and just beginning to kick up. And, fight, and we're just beginning to explore the possibility of rather than just having a, an Iron Man film, Hulk, we're just exploring what we can do with comics. We're now at a point where like anything is possible. A comic is named and they are adapting it. They, the Hollywood is like going, what What have you got? We've got, I mean, Umbrella Academy, Doom Patrol, all these mad fucking crazy-ass comics are being made into TV shows and films and stuff like that because they've just realized that the source material all along was dead good no need to try and change it no need to try and adapt it that much or go how can we make this work for hollywood it works it sells it's boss and over the next five years we're gonna i think it's mad when people say oh it's gonna go like the way of westerns and we're gonna get tired we'll get tired if they just go with the burr basic but there's so much experimental shit out there we got i mean jupiter rising that's all I'm going to say. Jupiter Rising. And on the next pod, Gaz will be able to tell us what he thinks of that because that's a trailer that we're going to talk about. But there is some mad shit coming up. And yeah, the next five years will be great. So thank you for joining us. It's been lovely to look back at the last five years. And uh, I hold up my drink now, Gary, and say to another five. To another five. <laughs> mm.
Thank Damn right. Thank you to everyone Cheers. over the past five years, to Chris Wakefield, to Dizzo, who originators of the pod uh, and the channel who helped us along. Thank you to Nurkle Underground. Um, anyone else? I'm trying to think of people who've helped us out and have guested on the pod over the years. Thank you a lot. Uh, thank and anyone yeah, who's ever yeah, tuned into ever a nerdies. The pod, downloaded the pod like the page if you don't already please go over and go on our socials at talk nerd uk on instagram and twitter uh talk nerd uk on facebook go to www.talknerdy.uk where th th that is the heart and soul of this just go over there explore the site if there's stuff you want to see more of or see less of email us talknerduk at gmail.com what's really mad to me is that i see all the kind of people, the viewing figures and the streaming figures, and there's a lot of you out there, but every time I say that, no one emails, you're all dead shy, and I've seen it, I've heard it on other pods, like the mad pods I listen to where people go, we've got like millions of people, no one's emailing or whatever. Emailers, just talk to us, we'll happily talk about whatever and give us some input and we'll go with it. And RIP to those we've lost over the last five years, and by RIP, those, I mean, like, Adam West, Stan Lee, Chadwick Boseman, Carrie Fisher. Far too many to mention. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it's been emotional, mate. I'm getting emotional over a beer and five years of... Uh, I feel this is my Oscars, <laughs> mate. This is my Oscars. So, yeah. Uh, I've been Jay. I've been Gaz. And we, for the past five years, and for five years more, are going to keep talking nerdy! Keep talking nerdy! Woof, woof. So many mothers sighing News had just come over We had five years left crying News guy wept and told us Earth was really dying he Cried so much his face was wet then I knew he was not lying I heard telephones, opera house, favorite melodies I saw boys, toys, electric irons and TVs My brain hurt like a warehouse, it had no room to spare I had to cram so many things to store, everything in there And all the fat, skinny people Shakes cold and long. Smile.
smiling and waving and looking so fine. 